Hey friend, welcome to another episode. I am so excited today to introduce you to my friend, Bailey Allen. Her and her husband, between the two of them, own four separate businesses, and she helps everything in the businesses run smoothly, and she is truly amazing. Today, we are going to talk all about different ways of how you pivot in times of change and how you rise above. We're going to talk about boundaries, and we're going to talk about all things in motherhood and business, and this conversation is so amazing, and I cannot wait for you to dive in and to hear all the amazing things that Bailey has to share with us and her journey of entrepreneurship not just in total, but just what it has looked like in this last year. And it is so amazing. And I have loved getting to sit on the sidelines and watch her grow. So without further ado, here's my friend Bailey. I want to tell you about the new community that we have over on Facebook for the Busy Years podcast called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a place where you can come and connect with other like-minded women just like you who are in the busy years of motherhood that are chasing their dreams and looking for more. This is a place where you can come and share the amazing things that you're currently doing, get advice, ask questions, and get more information on the Busy Years podcast episodes. I'm going to be in there every now and again, teaching live, answering your questions. And I hope that this is a place where you can come and feel community in these busy years of motherhood. Come tired, leave inspired, my friends. Check out this episode's show notes for a link to the group or head to michellehagan.com slash podcast to get connected. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagan, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hi, Bailey. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I am so excited for you to share all of the many business things that you and your husband do together, but you have such a multifaceted, I don't know, plethora is the right word. Like uh, if, if it was all on paper, it would be for sure more than a sheet. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell everyone all the amazing things that you do? Okay. I just have to figure out where to start here. So my name is Bailey Allen. Uh, I live in rural Alberta, Canada, and uh, I am a hair and makeup artist, (laughs) which is a job I created for myself, really. Um, I guess starting from the beginning, we got married in 2009, and shortly thereafter... (laughs) 
literally days after we got married, we moved to another small town in Alberta where we purchased a funeral home. Uh, my husband is a licensed funeral director and embalmer. And so we followed his dream of wanting to own a funeral home. So I'm a really great gap filler. I've kind of had every job under the sun because I've never really found anything that I really loved and wanted to stick with. So when it came to the funeral home, it was like, yeah, I'll do that. Sure whatever you want me to do. Um, and so shortly after buying the funeral home though, we started our, started having a family. And so now we have three kids. Our oldest is 10. Our middle daughter is eight and our youngest, our son is just turned four. Um, and after starting to have a family, uh, I thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom. And shortly after becoming a full-time stay-at-home mom, I realized that was not for me. Um, I definitely give credit to all of the full-time stay-at-home moms. So like that is a hard gig, hard gig. Um, so I just found myself really reaching outside of myself, wanting, um, I've always been a creative person. I've always really loved makeup. I've always loved hair. Friends had always asked me to do their makeup and their hair for events. Um, and so actually before we even moved to Provost, I had taken my makeup artistry certificate and just never thought I would end up doing anything with it. And so I got tired of being at home and not being able to tap into what I was good at. So I randomly just was like, that's it. I'm going to do makeup. I'm going to do this. There's no room for me at the funeral home anymore anyways, because after I took a step back, we started hiring staff. Um, and so started this, this business. And I would say I used the old business model, right? Like felt like I had to, I had to be there serving. I had to be the one offering the service, um, that physical business, not an online business. Because really, I think when I started Harper, my oldest, she was one, I believe. Um, and it was just kind of a part-time gig seasonal because weddings in Alberta, I don't know what it's like <laughs> in most of the U S but the weddings in Alberta happen anywhere from like April until October, because that's mm -hmm. when the weather is nice. Um, so it was just a seasonal thing and, uh, it really picked up like social media wasn't really a thing. Um, I had a Facebook account but it was just personal and Instagram wasn't really a thing until I guess maybe my second daughter was born and yeah Bailey Allen Makeup was born I built that business during nap times and I did not necessarily have my husband's full support um, I guess he held on to the fact that he felt like well I had said I wanted to be a full-time stay-at-home mom and now I wasn't going to be doing that. And my business was really taking off. Um, people were telling their friends, people who were bridesmaids who were getting married the next summer were starting to book me for their weddings. Um, and so there was a bit of a power struggle, <laughs> I would say, I guess that's what I would call it. Um, mm -hmm. In that he didn't really understand and we talk about it now. And he said it came from a place of not understanding why I felt like I needed to be out of the house or why I felt like I needed to have something of my own because in his opinion we had something we had a funeral home we had something that we could call our own but the thing was is that was his thing it was never my thing um and really just I didn't really know what I wanted I we bought this funeral home and I didn't know what I wanted this just evolved into well hey maybe I could try this or hey maybe I could try that um, and so it really, really took off. And uh, a couple of years ago, actually, Bailey Allen Makeup uh, brought on a contract artist. So now I am no longer just a team of one. I brought on a contract artist and she has since started her own little family. And I just refused to let her make the same, some of the same mistakes that I did while I started mm -hmm. my business. Um, and we also have an assistant that helps us run the business and keep everything afloat. Um, but on top of that, then COVID happened and the studio was shut down and we legally weren't allowed to see clients. And so we had to do a hard pivot. And this is where all of my strengths kind of came in. My husband kind of freezes under that type of pressure. So together, he actually had to become the stay-at-home parent 
homeschooling mm-hmm. the kids, which he did not enjoy. I think we said on the first day, <laughs> he was crying, Dylan was crying, and I was walking into the kitchen at the end of the day, like, what just happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I pivoted all of our physical businesses online. Everybody got a Zoom account. Um, I started running online makeup lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband, uh, the funeral home really you can't do on an online platform but he has a grief platform that he started last year that um he kind of just started it on a women of prayer (laughs) yeah um we managed to get some foundation under that business and that business has since covid so since march 15th when we officially were shut down has since taken off like wildfire um and it was all thanks to all of the mileage and the trial and error that I really put into Bailey Allen makeup from the get-go so really Mm -hmm. like any of the failures I always say this any of the failures that I had at the beginning they've all just been lessons for me to this point in time because now it's just so easy for me to start and build and maintain businesses because I know what not to do Mm -hmm. so death ed was kind of reborn And I became the systems and the strategies and the integrator and the marketer and the babysitter, I guess. He needs a lot of babysitting in that (laughs) business. Um, And But then also along with that, we realized that it doesn't matter what we do. It seems to be if we think of an idea of something that we want to do, it it's all because of our collective efforts. So we actually created this other platform called the Allen Collective. And what we wanna do is we wanna help people who are either aspiring entrepreneurs or struggling entrepreneurs, because we know a ton of struggling business owners Mm -hmm. right now, um, trying to get back to work, who work is just not the same. Work is not the same. It doesn't matter that the restrictions are lifted and you can go back to servicing clients the same way that you did in the past. It's just not the same. Everything is so different. So we want to help people not make some of the same mistakes that we did uh, back in the day and help people really like build a strong foundation that they can kind of fly from because we've proved that it works over Mm -hmm. and over again. So yeah is that is that like a is that a nutshell (laughs) yeah that's a big nutshell I mean and I'll say from like the other side because you and I met kind of right before COVID happened and so I just got to be like the backseat person who was sitting over here just like watching and I was like dang what are they doing over there now like but it was so cool and it and it was amazing to me to also how you talked about that you brought the grief stuff back up but how amazing it all fit in in perfect timing. You know how sometimes things all have perfect timing because, um, and I think I even had messaged you like my aunt lost her husband right before COVID. So now here she is at home, literally stuck at home grieving by herself, trying to figure out the grieving process and how perfect it was that people needed that right then in that time. Yeah. Um, and how amazing. The biggest thing with the grief, with the, the grief thing though, too, is literally, nobody in the world is exempt from grief. Mm -hmm. We all lost something during COVID. We all Mm -hmm. lost jobs. We all lost our sense of normalcy. We all lost being able to see our family. Everybody Mm -hmm. was grieving. Yeah. Yeah. And whether you recognized it or not, even, you know, and that even our kids, it's even figuring out how do our kids are missing school and, you know, just like Turner told me the other day, my one who's going to go to kindergarten. Well, I didn't finish school. How can I go to kindergarten? You didn't, I was not a good homeschool mom, but you know, like we didn't finish that. Like we still have that stuff to do. And I was like, don't worry, buddy, we'll get it done so that yeah. you are, can go to kindergarten. Yeah. Cause in his mind, like he can't go to kindergarten if these things aren't done. Yeah. Um, but really how just robbed of his first year, you know? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, his little preschool. He was so sad. Cause none of like, none of his preschool friends, none of them will go to the same school. So Aww which was hard, but yeah. Yeah. And it's also just amazing as you were talking, like when you first started and having your daughter and like, yes, we all had personal Facebook pages, but it's amazing in just our lifetime of our generation of entrepreneurs, just in the last 10 years, how things have so drastically changed. I know my dad and I both have worked in insurance forever and his ideas of marketing and my ideas of marketing. I'm like, that won't work anymore. And he doesn't understand why, but it's because there has been such a huge change in the last 10 years, but that also gave us all the freedom and flexibility to literally put all of our businesses 
online and we don't yeah. have to physically. Yeah. Like gone are the days of posting flyers at the post office mm-hmm. for people to see what's up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I don't even know the last time I walked into a post office. <laughs> oh, but so with all of these businesses, that's why I thought it would be great for you to come in and talk about a work-life balance because it could be so easy to consume yourself with all your different business ventures. And especially with you and your husband working together, I know a lot of people always question like, well, how do these people, how do these spouses work together and make it work? Because you can easily just talk about business yep. all the time. Yeah. Um, or it could also just be a detriment to Absolutely. your relationship. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I would love for you to kind of dive into like, what does a work-life balance look like for you personally with all of the businesses? And then we'll go into like you and your spouse. Sure. So before I even start talking about it, I feel like it's important that you know that this is something that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis. So I think even if you have it figured out, you're still struggling with it. So Mm -hmm. um, there are times that I'm working, that I'm guilt, that I feel guilty that I should be with my kids because I just live in a society that tells me that, well, if you're home, you should be with your family or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, your kids are still little and they're not in school. You, you should, you should be home with them. But then there are times when I'm home and then I'm feeling like I should be doing things for the business or for other, the other businesses, like that white space that's in your calendar that it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I can get that in here and I can do this here. But then I don't often allow myself the opportunity to really sit down and read a book, which is something I'm getting very intentional about. Um, And if you watch any of uh, the Bailey Allen makeup or the Allen Collective uh, Instagrams, like we're often posting about time management or we're often t- posting about like time spent with family or time spent at work because there is a big difference. So the thing is that we found, especially working from home, you have to run work hours. If you don't run work hours, you will work all the time. Mm-hmm. Anybody that works for themselves will never just not get up in the day and not go to work. You will mm-hmm. work all the time. You will never shut it off. Mm-hmm. So, um, Running business hours has been really important. Um, uh, Email kickbacks have been really important for me and my business. So making sure that when somebody sends me an email that they they get a bounce back just saying like, hey, I got your email, but I don't answer emails from at this time. So we answer emails during the day, during business hours, and we do not answer emails on weekends. Weekends are spent mm-hmm. either if I'm booked with a wedding, um, my all of my focus is on the bride and her friends. Um, and then I go home and the rest of that weekend is spent with my family because my family does not get as much of me as sometimes I like, I like to think that they should. Mm-hmm. Um, so being really intentional, um, with my time management and how I want my days to run. I'm a very type A person. So if it's on a list, I'm going to get that list done. So Mm -hmm. if I can put three to five things on a list the night before the next day, I can get through that list. And then I actually end up having more time for my family. And I actually get more done within the business than I would if I didn't start a list. So Mm -hmm. you were on my list today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, but, uh, but once I'm done with you, my work day is done, but I, I'm also an early riser. So I often try to get up and get a lot of work done before my kids feet have even hit the floor. I mean, I think there's like a, there's a, such a balancing act to try to get work done when you have kids running around, especially during COVID mm-hmm. really, really noticed that running a work schedule really made a difference because we also had to make sure if I was tied up with work from this time to this time, then my husband needed to make himself available because I mean, mm-hmm. four-year-olds aren't going to feed themselves. They can't <laughs> right. eat their own grilled cheese and yeah. <laughs> they can be yeah. left with their own devices to some extent, but um, for the most part, an adult needs to be present. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, running those business hours was really crucial and just being intentional about our, our time and just making sure that when we said we were going to do something that we did it. We followed through Mm -hmm. on it. Um, And uh, now I feel like I've almost had to kind of flip that on its head and say, like, you said you were going to read more books. You need to do that. 
right? Uh-huh. So, and yeah. actually making time for it so that I'm not working all of the time. But our kids are pretty good about reminding us, like, you're always working or I know we haven't been on a bike ride for so long. So kids are good gauges, right? Like if they're speaking up or they're starting to act out, you kind of have a feel for where you've been spending most of your time. So I know our 10 year old is pretty good about letting us know when she's not getting enough of us. And then it's just a matter of making that decision that work can wait. Work will always be there. Your mm-hmm. kids will not always be five. Right. The hundred percent. That's how I know it's been hard. Um, since even COVID or just like this dynamic shift in the last year of me kind of doing more in this podcast has now taken more of my time that Mm -hmm. it's been hard for Turner or to have to explain to him like, well, mommy needs to go to work. Mommy's working to earn money to pay for, you know, or whatever we're doing. Um, But it is true that they will tell you when you have been Yep. in your office. You've been in there all day long and you haven't played with me. Yeah. Um, so I totally feel that to my core and how sometimes the mom guilt, I think and gets hard, but the grass is not greener on either side. Mm-hmm. Cause even for me, when I was a stay at home mom, I felt like something was missing. Um, in the time that I probably spent in my business now, I probably scrolled on social media for hours while, you know, I just unintentionally was doing things that weren't being productive. Yeah. But then it is, it's funny how, even though my husband's fully capable of taking care of the kids, like I feel guilty when I'm working Totally. of like, what are they doing? Are they doing enough? Are they just sitting there watching TV? Because I don't really know, but I don't know why it, yeah. it's, totally. it shouldn't matter. I but, often, um, well, I often have to remind myself though, because the, the issue that I had within, as far as like the support with my husband and the funeral home business that we have is, um, like I, I had a seat at the table, but where my frustration lied was I didn't have a voice. Nobody would let me speak. And so when I started my own business, it was, I don't want to say it was out of spite because it wasn't, I love this business. And it it certainly, I, I don't know, is there another word for when you do something out of spite? Is there like another way to explain it that like, kind of like a watch me? If you're not going to listen to me, then I'm going to listen to myself because I have good ideas or, you know, that idea might be a good idea, but my ideas are better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So if Uh, you're not going to take my ideas, then I'm going to take my ideas and I'm going to run with them. So watch me. And it worked. It totally worked. And I did it in thinking in my head. I never, ever want my daughters to ever end up anywhere that they may have a seat at the table but they don't have a voice Mm. because everybody has a good idea. Mm -hmm. But I also think everybody needs to be listened to, to some capacity. And I could not stand sitting back and not being listened to over and over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. And then COVID probably hit and you were like, see, told you so. (laughs) was like, Oh, watch me. Watch me. That's fine. We'll be fine. (laughs) Just give me two weeks of working 12 to 16 hour days and we will be fine. And that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Uh, I love it. And I love the piece that you talked about with your emails too, because when I emailed you, it kicked back to me and I was like, oh, and I actually like appreciated it. And the fact that I was like, I don't, not that I even expected you to yeah. email back because my like magical working time is when everyone goes to bed. That's right. Mornings are not my thing, but I know that I'm a big person, especially if it's someone that like works directly with me or we're working on something that I say in that I, because I'm working, I do not expect you to reply to this because it, I know I work odd hours, but I love that. And that it just gives you the grace to be like, okay, I can answer that when I have time. Like I have a friend who just set a thing that it automatically comes to you. And it says, I clear out my inbox on Thursdays. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, it's that if you don't hear from me prior to that, you will at least hear from me by Mm -hmm. Thursday. Oh, I love that. I clean out, I clean my inbox up on Thursdays so that that gives her freedom to not have to be in it and answering things that are Mm non-urgent. Um, but it was, it is, it's just setting those boundaries. And I think that 
it's so important because we are in an age where even if you work for somebody, employers just expect you because your email comes to your phone that, well, you saw that email, you should answer it, but Mm -hmm. it's creating the boundaries of like, okay, after this certain time or during these certain hours, even if it dings or turning off the notifications, like for me, my email on my phone only pushes if I have to like intentionally drag it down for the emails to push. Yeah. I actually, it's so funny because my assistant, when I brought her on, I actually said to her, do not put this email on your phone Mm -hmm. because you will answer it or you will see it and do not do it. It's not on Mm -hmm. my phone. So don't put it on your phone. we We have to actually pull out our laptop. So I just said to her, I was like, you know, like if you're going to be away for an extended period of time, just let me know. And then I will do my due diligence to make sure that I'm clearing the inbox out. But um, if you're, you know, we have a buffer zone on the amount of days that it takes for us to get, get back to everybody, especially since everybody has questions with COVID right now, where they're just like, what's happening? Is the studio open? Is this happening? Can we book down the road? Um, So we have a lot of emails that will come in on a day-to-day basis or a week-to-week basis. And it's just like, if you're going to be gone Friday, it's fine. Check it Mm -hmm. Monday. Like makeup is never an emergency. (laughs) Right. Right? But yeah, I, that was one thing I specifically said to her, do not put it on your phone. Like do Mm. yourself a favor. Don't put it on your phone. I kind of like that now that I'm yeah. thinking about it. Like I could keep my personal because no one emails a personal, but Wait, coupons all of your in the school. Yeah, your subscriptions <laughs> yeah. in the school. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, well, I might need something for in case the school emails me. But yeah, that is a great idea because then you're not constantly checking or seeing yeah. what. Because there are some people out there that as soon as a notification happens or they see a number next to their little app, like they cannot help themselves. They have oh, it's to do me. something with it. That's my husband. Yeah. A, it like has to be, which is, I mean, my email, I won't tell you how many unread. Actually, this email that I have pulled up that has your notes isn't as bad. My personal email, so bad. Email doesn't matter. Facebook, like TikTok, Instagram, any of those, like if there's a message that like, there's a message there, I don't know what it is inside me have that like, spirit. can't leave it yeah like I want it to all my phone drives my husband crazy he does the same thing he's like you need to take care of that I'm like it's fine doesn't bother me just don't look at it (laughs) so then are you one of the people that has like 750 unread text messages too times yeah (laughs) I'll also (laughs) I also um in defense and I say this like and I tell everybody because we live in such a small town people will often just text me when they want something from me if even if it's business and it's like like you need to email Raylan because if you text me and I check it like I'll forget that you texted me or I will lose my phone I lose my phone so often like it'll be in the couch it'll be in the van it will be like I don't more often than not I don't know my husband actually just made me get the Apple watch that has a cellular on it because he's like stop it this is annoying we need to be able to get hold of you oh, that's like it's so a problem funny. it is totally a problem I'm type a but my phone I don't know where it is but honestly it's one of those things it's like it's just not important to me and I feel like there's some people that are so connected to their phone and so it ends up actually being like another limb so like they can mm-hmm. leave anywhere unless they have their phone so uh yeah so usually there's a ton of text messages on my phone because if I check them I'll forget about them so I just leave them so I know I can go back to them. So if anybody from Apple is listening to this, if they could go ahead and create something like they have for emails where you can have like an unread folder, I would, oh. utilize, I would utilize something like that. I bet there's an app for that. There's always an app for it. Like a, yeah, right. Like a plugin that I could put in yeah. on my phone. I know. So oh. yeah. Oh, those are some like, you know, it's just some great like tangible thoughts. I think that people don't think about when it comes to work, like life balance, they just have to, they think like, oh, well, I need to spend half and half time on everything when that's not necessarily what it always has to be. Sometimes it's just tiny, minute changes that can make a huge difference, which now I'm like, I think I'm going to take that email off my phone, you know, and I didn't even think about it, but how much that would relieve the stress or like for a while, I don't have notifications on Facebook, but I had them turned on for Instagram for some reason, but I should probably just go turn them off because I would, wouldn't check it as much. Yeah. Um, and it was really helpful to me on my phone to turn on like the hours or after so many hours, yeah. it goes off. 
Yeah. Um, because then you have, which I turned that off around COVID. I had it before COVID. COVID put everything out the window because you're like, well, what else do I have to do? I've yeah. watched all the Netflix. Yeah. If it's <laughs> normal, I'll just fall into the hole that is my phone. <laughs> yes. So to put that back on, it would probably be really helpful too. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so tell us what it's like and how you balance you and your spouse working together, because that's a whole different thing in itself as to where having kids is different, but then working with your spouse is totally different. Totally. So that I think has just been a work in progress. And honestly, over the last few years, it's just continued to get better and better and better and better. We um, thoroughly enjoy working together. Um, Everything that Jeremy is good at, I am not. And everything that I'm good at, Jeremy is not. So together, we are able to just like effectively run these businesses and start businesses as we think of them or help other people, which has been so rewarding. Um, How it works, honestly, we've had to learn to remember when you're in a business conversation, it's just business. Um, mm-hmm. but not to bring those business conversations home. So we, we still talk about business a lot. I would say we enjoy to talk about business. So mm-hmm. uh, it's not like we can't shut it off. The thing is, is that we're talking about something that we enjoy um, and we enjoy one another's perspectives. He's so different from me. I am very abrupt and I am very direct, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> abrupt. Okay. I think when it comes across to, to some people, it's very abrupt. But the thing is, is I'm very direct, but I, I firmly believe clear is kind. Um, and if you're going to take anything that I have to say from a certain lens that you're seeing it from, it has nothing to do with what I've said and everything to do with the way that you've received it, which um, we've really learned in our, in our relationship that he actually thrives off of me being direct so that he knows what his next step is. And I actually thrive off of him having patience um, because he is so patient. He is so patient until he's not. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's every husband. (laughs) And when the days that he's not patient show up, I'm just like, who is this man? And what have you done with my husband? (laughs) Um, But I need a lot of patience because I don't like to make mistakes. I'm very like, I, I'm a perfectionist and I don't like to take um, blind action. And uh, that's all he likes to do is he likes to make mistakes and learn and make mistakes and learn and make mistakes and learn and just keep going. And that is just, that gives me anxiety. Like I think of that and I just think, how did we end up together? Um, But uh, everything because everything that I'm not he is um I have just like such a it it makes me feel so good as a partner in business and as a partner in life because I know anywhere I'm gonna fall short even if I jump and and I don't know what I'm doing he's he's kind of the trampoline on the other end that's like it's okay we can fix this it's not a big deal this is what we learned we're gonna move forward so um having those conversations, being able to talk through some of the processes that we have to go through is really helpful for me. Um, and he, he, because of his patience, he, I don't think he loves to talk everything to death, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's willing to have the conversations about one thing with me 25 times before we actually say we're going to do it. He's already, he's already decided that we're going to do something, prior Mm -hmm. to me saying, yes, let's do it. He just knows we have to talk our way through it before I feel comfortable in doing it. But um, remembering that personal is personal, business is business. And um, I think we do a really good job of that. He takes things personally every now and then when we have business conversations, but I'm pretty quick to remind him like, this is business. This has nothing to do with you as a husband. It has nothing to do with you as as, um, a man. Like, please don't... (laughs) This is just me saying, no, this doesn't work for our businesses. And from where, where I stand within these businesses, this is my strength. And I need you to listen to what I have to say about this, because I'm trying to make sure that we don't make mistakes moving forward so that we can continue to see success. And uh, we've just really learned to stay in our own lanes and it works really, really well. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so funny. It's like your little own Chip and Joanna Gaines, but funeral home. Oh, <laughs> right? they're, little they're so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys are pretty cool in like your own cute little way. But it is, it's amazing of even just how you're talking um, and realizing, you know, there's the book Rocket Fuel that talks about the visionaries and the implementers and, and starting to realize and understand like your husband is good at something and you're not. So just let them take that over and that, you know, and that can be in life and in business, anything. Um, and I know that's something that we're trying to learn. And as the entrepreneur journey and COVID has kind of hit explaining some of these things to my husband, because he's a very good implementer. Yeah. Like I can say, this is my big vision dream. Like I wanted this garden. I was like, I don't really know. Just like hammer together some pieces of wood and call it good. But he's like, no, it ha he researched, it has to be this certain type of wood. So it doesn't leak into the soil. And the way he made the bottom like it was perfect it's everything I wanted yeah. but to realize that if I can make the big dreams and what I want it to look like he's the one who's good at researching and yeah. making them happen and yeah. so yeah and I think it's it just so important to remember that just because you're not good at something doesn't mean you're not good at other things mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and being okay to say like that's fine you can take that because yeah. I know as myself I'm an Enneagram three so I do everything full for full force loud. And like, when there's a goal in mind, there's no way stopping me. And I will yeah. like go to it until I get there. But to realize that sometimes giving little pieces up or saying that I'm not the expertise in that, and I'm going to try not to micromanage you and let you <laughs> do yeah. that. Try be my keyword. Yeah. Um, I will do I, my best. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I would also love to hear as you guys have been working with entrepreneurs and um, with a lot of changes that we talked about with COVID and everything like that, and people are struggling and now trying to pick things back up. What are the boundaries that you see a lot of entrepreneurs not setting that you feel like entrepreneurs need to make sure that they 100% have that boundary set that helps them then be successful? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is a lot of entrepreneurs are going back to they're trying to go back to exactly what they were doing before. Um, and the thing is, is that you can tell me you love your job and you can tell me you love everything that you do, but you cannot tell me that there's not one thing about what you do that you do not enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, and if there is one thing you don't enjoy to do, I don't care if it's social media. I don't care if it's emptying the garbages. I don't care if it's, writing emails. I don't care what it is in your job. You need to, you need to outsource it. You need to get it off of your plate. Don't go back to exactly what, what you were doing in the past. So if you don't like that clients were texting you at midnight, don't answer them at midnight, mm -hmm. run office hours, make sure you're very clear with people that you work with that you will answer messages. I mean, we're going to go back into some sort of school year, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And for me, as soon as my kids are at school, I will start work. I have no issue. I love to work. I love to work. Mm -hmm. And I will work hard until my kids are gone or until my kids are home from school. And then mm -hmm. you've lost me. So as much as, as work is a priority, not to forget that your family and your social network is absolutely so important to who you are as an individual, you are not your job and your job is not you. So making sure you run those boundaries that outside of work, who are you, you know? And I feel like if you didn't take that time during COVID to figure that out, whether you're a service provider or you're somebody that your business was shut down during COVID that you were able to kind of take a step back and go inwards before you go outwards again with these people is who are you as a person and what does this business not serve in your life? So for me, I'm actually taking some extra time from the studio. I think I'm one of the only service professionals that didn't go back as soon as we were told we were allowed to go back. And the thing was, is that I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't know where I land. Our, all of our businesses required me to step up to this new person. I'm a new person. I am not the same person I was prior to COVID. And mm -hmm. uh, now I have to figure out where do I land in all of this? You know, am I still, am I still just 
offering brow waxes every now and then and doing lashes and doing your wedding makeup? Or am I, am I needed more on the back end where I had to pivot and I had to become this person in our business and I love this person. I mm -hmm. love what I'm doing on the back end. I miss my people in the studio, but I, I have to decide, do I miss it as much as I love what I'm doing right now? I have to mm -hmm. figure that out. And the only way I can do that is if I take the time to figure out who I am and how I fit into this. It is never, you like apologizing for trying to figure your life out is not necessary. And I think mm -hmm. when you work for yourself, you will always work harder than when you work for anybody else. Right. And like everybody always just thinks like, oh, you're so lucky you work for yourself. Lucky, you know, I guess luck always follows hard luck or hard work. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, yeah. but the thing is, is that there's no freedom when you work for yourself. There's mm -hmm. flexibility, I guess. Like I get to drop my kids off in the morning and I get to pick them up at, after school or I get to see them right after school and I get to be home most times or I get to um, volunteer at their school. But the thing is, is that it takes a lot of hard work and intentional effort for me to be there. So drawing those boundaries and making sure that people know that just because my work is a priority, it actually never means that my family didn't come first. Mm -hmm. Right. 100%. Yeah. And I love how, like you said, that you have to figure out who you are outside of whether you're an entrepreneur or whatever your job is. So often we're so consumed in our work that we forget that that is just a piece of our life. And even though that was maybe our like major calling and that we lived into what God created us to be, we're also created to be a mom and a wife and to like have things that bring you joy to read books, you know, to do all these other things that, um, you know, we talked about, I think we had said before that I hope that COVID helped people realize that you don't need to live and die by your job because there will always be other jobs and there will always be other things to do, but, um, your family might not always be here. Absolutely. You know, you never know. And I've even been saying that I think that someday somebody, which I'm sure you guys can kind of feel having the funeral home that, um, I have said that I think that down the road, someone is going to say that because of COVID, I got more time with my mom or my dad Absolutely. or a certain loved one that you would have never had. I mean, even with my husband being home, never, ever, you know, would we have ever thought that yeah. you would spend hours every day yeah. with the kids? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that, and that's exactly what Jeremy has said. And he, he's said to a lot of people actually, but he said a lot over COVID the, while we were shut down, he said, um, never has he ever been sitting in front of a family at a, uh, arrangement table and had somebody say, you know, I wish I had worked harder. I mm -hmm. wish I'd spent less time with my family. Yeah. He said like that, like that, nobody says that. Right. <laughs> Yeah. It's always, I wish I would have had more time yeah. with that person. Yeah. So. And time is non a non-renewable resource. And if for me, in, in all the things that I'm doing on this end, I will never apologize for putting my family first. It's mm -hmm. a, it's, it's a, it's a hard no. It's a, sorry, yeah. my, my kid has a swim meet that weekend. I'm not available. Yeah. You can right. convince me other, otherwise. 100%. I'm yeah. so in that. Like I had some stuff and I was like, oh, sorry, it's the first day of school. You mm -hmm. cancel that whole thing. I can't lead it. Like, I'm I do sorry, not work not on the first day of school. I made the exception one time and I was miserable. It literally made me miserable. And I just, you know, and you, we, we do it to ourselves. Right? Yeah. Like when you work for yourself, you do it for yourself. Nobody else oh, is telling you that you have to do it. You're just trying to please everybody and you end up not pleasing yourself. Like mm -hmm. I do not work the first day of school. That day is such a rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're just getting into like the full real school. So yeah. I want to take your advice of that. I did, you know, didn't plan anything, but it is, there's like the beauty of that. You can look at your calendar and be like, no, sorry, it's just not going to work anymore. Yeah. So that is the beauty of working for yourself. But, um, yeah, there's just so many great things of that you've said and that I hope resonate with other moms, whether they're at home or working, there's, you know, and how you had said that it's constantly always an ever evolving thing that sometimes people think that, oh, if I sprint to this solution and now I magically have work-life balance, well, that always changes. Nap time changes, school schedules change, COVID, the whole world shuts down, that it's always a constant, slow there's never going to be an ending point. It's no, just going to be like, and just attaching yourself to the way something works today 
and thinking that it'll be exactly the same tomorrow, you're always setting yourself up to, to fail. Always. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be in a position to be flexible and to pivot. And this is coming from somebody who's very type A and who likes to follow through on the things that she likes to, that she says she's going to do. Right. Uh-huh. And it just, it, especially when you have a family. And I mean, maybe you don't, if somebody doesn't have a family right now, but they're actively trying to start a family, these are all really important points because I wish somebody would have had this conversation with me before I started my businesses because I've already made these mistakes. I've already done the math that Harper's 10 and she'll be 18 in eight years. So really like I have eight summers left Mm -hmm. with her as, as a minor in Canada, I guess you guys are 21 in the States, but uh, she can, she'll, you know, if she goes off to college or she goes, she moves away, you know, I've got eight years left with her. Mm -hmm. Right. And all, all of the other summers, those last 10 summers, I've worked people's weddings, Mm. right? Every week I've spent with brides. I've got, I I basically cut my summers in half, got a day and a half essentially Mm. out of, out of the summers. We work long weekends, we work evenings, all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's a lot of time that I missed out on that I'm pretty sad about, but um, I really wish, I really wish somebody would have been able to have this conversation with me when I started my business, because going slow, even though you love what you do, and even though you want to be the best at what you do, or even though you want to see your business really succeed, there are just, there are so many blind spots that I think we don't see until we see them, and it's too late. Yeah, well, and you know, I even had a friend who, when I was younger and trying to figure out in Turner's first year of, and you know, feeling bad of going to work every day, and she had said, you know, there is something though to be said about your kids watching their mom get up, get dressed, or for me, uh, let's be honest, I don't get up, get dressed, but they watch me come into my office and chase something that they care about that's outside of them. And I also feel like for my boys, it now is going to make them realize that their wife someday is worthy of whatever dream that she wants to do. And their dad supported their mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just, even if you're only going to work from home, being able to say like, you need to wait, mom is working. Mm-hmm. it's important it's um, it's just as important as if a dad is working from home and they say you know you need to wait dad's working so yeah, yeah. Oh, so good normally I ask if people have any good advice but I feel like we just spelled out all of your good advice or if you have any other advice for a mom that's in the little years oh, um, yeah don't get wrapped up in it you know be mindful of the time that you're spending dreaming, but be mindful of the time that that your babies are awake and your babies are spending time with you. You know, I mean, we're going through this um, bit of a spurt with our son. He's four. Um, and I remember people saying to me when he was little and all he wanted to do was hang off of me or give us hugs and kisses. Like, he doesn't want to give us hugs and kisses anymore, right? Like, you can't force them. <laughs> yeah. And he he is just, you know, like, come give mom a kiss. Like, no he doesn't want to. And I just like, I am devastated <laughs> Yeah, because I just want to eat him up. I think he's so cute and he's so funny, but he is just, he's got his own little mind and he's busy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have time to kiss his mom. Um, I, I didn't notice that with my girls as much, so I can't necessarily speak on behalf of other moms, but soak it up, soak up the time that they're willing to hug and kiss you and the time that they're, you know, come and play with me, come and do this with me, spend the time. Um, don't give up on your dreams. By no means don't give up on your dreams, but set intentional aside, set intentional time aside for you to do some dreaming because you are worthy of whatever you want to go after, whether you have kids or you don't have kids and whether you have a supportive husband or you don't have a supportive husband. Luckily, I was able to get my husband on board and help him understand where I was at. And we were able to have some really open conversation. Um, And he is amazing. Now I could tell him tomorrow I wanted to start a cupcake factory and he'd be like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) But, um, you know, don't ever let your kids make you feel like you can't have something outside of them because you are not just mom and Mm -hmm. you are not just somebody's wife and you are not just 
a receptionist at a job that your husband owns. You know, yeah. you, you are somebody and you have something to offer. You maybe just haven't figured out what you want to do yet. So take that time, take a step back, spend the time with your kids, take the time that you've set aside for yourself and truly try to find yourself because that's what I did. And that's what I'm currently doing post COVID. And I am seeing so much success in it and I'm so happy and my kids are so happy and my relationship is thriving and our businesses are thriving. And I just, people think you need to just hurry up and get to work and you need to hurry up and get to the destination. There is no destination. Like, where are you going? Yeah. You can't take an hour to think about what you want to do. Yeah. You know, there is no destination. You, you, you are meant for more. And you will get there. And then once you get there, if you are a true dreamer, you'll think about the next place that you want to go to. 100%. I like feel all that to my bones. And I hope yeah. somebody motivated <laughs> because that was like the best motivation I've heard in a while to be like, all right, just keep going or to change or when you get there. Because I know sometimes as a three Enneagram, like I get somewhere, I'm like, all right, well, I'm done with that. Now what's next? Yeah. You know, but just to keep going and that you're worthy of that. And I love it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. So if people want to connect with you after this episode, where can they find you at? Oh my gosh, all of my handles. So you can find uh, uh, me at, at Bailey Allen Makeup on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. So Bailey Allen Makeup on Facebook. You can find us at the Allen Collective on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Uh, you can find Jeremy. He is deathed.ca at deathed.ca, I believe. I can probably send that to you later if you want to put yeah. it down in show notes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he's also on Facebook uh, as Death Ed. And what? our funeral home is on Facebook, but we really only post our obits. Um, we like to be very intentional about what goes on that social media, but mm-hmm. we're Gregory's Funeral Home on Facebook. Otherwise, that's it. The Allen Collective is us. Bailey Allen Makeup is me. Death Ed mm-hmm. is Jeremy. And Gregory's Funeral Home is one amazing little family so yeah uh well thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom today thank you so much for having me thanks for listening to another episode of the busy years podcast this episode show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast I would love to put a face to the listener come over and join me on instagram at michelle Ann Hagen, or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams, share your dreams out loud with like-minded people, let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams, and learn a little bit more about our episodes, and I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? that you can take action in the middle of motherhood, I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.